Hey, good morning. It's so good to get to worship with you from home. I'm sure that I've been worshiping with my kids, but right now we're recording this actually two weeks beforehand because we love to give everyone, Grant, myself, our amazing volunteer teams that just worked so hard leading up to Christmas and doing that Christmas celebration, which I assume was amazing. Uh, but we like to give ourselves a little bit of a breather and say, okay, let's rest, reset a little as we jump into the new year. And I'm excited to see what God does next here at Cedar Valley. But when you get to the new year, often you end up thinking about like, have I actually changed this year? What changed in this last year? And even for me, it's funny because every once in a while, like Facebook will pop up a photo and be like, hey, remember this photo? that you took five, 10, 20 years ago, whatever it was. And I had a photo pop up from 10 years ago, which you guys can take a look at that. And that was me and my best friend at a Christmas event at my college. But it's crazy because if you look at photos of me from 10 years ago, I don't look that much different. And I'm like, when am I gonna start changing? When am I gonna start getting some like gray in my hair? Morgan's always asking me like, hey, is that a gray hair? I'm like, no, it's blonde, it's blonde, don't worry. Um, but while we don't necessarily want our physical appearances to change, I think we often hope that we're changing, that we're growing, that we're being transformed by God. So I want you to just spend a second talking to the people with you this morning. And if there's nobody with you this morning, text somebody or just reflect on this and ask the question, Hey, how have you changed this last year? How has God transformed you? How has God changed you in this year? So let's take a minute to talk about that. I hope you had a great conversation that you got to see how God really worked in your life this year. Or maybe you went, I don't know if he did. And that's a good question. I want to wrestle with that. But I'd love to actually hear from a couple people in our church, their stories of how God's changed them this year. Yeah, so Monica, how has God been uh, changing you this year? Well, um, in the summer, um, my work, they went on strike with the, in the film industry. And um, in that stop of work, I realized that um, it was actually hurting my health. I had some health issues. And so I started praying for God to heal me and um, started thinking maybe I needed to get out of working in film and uh, started just really um, seeking God and praying about that. And um, God, um, I, I was actually praying for physical healing, but then God actually did some emotional healing in me um, in regards to some regret um, that stemmed from uh, my years in, in addiction and some of the hurt that that caused my kids. And um, um, I, I know that like practically I could have made a lot of decisions about what to do or how to change my work, but I really had felt that God had led me into film and that I, I would be unfaithful if I just left it without um, a word from him. And so um, last week um, I would been, I had been talking to Kim about it and she said she'd pray for me and um, then she texted me the next day and said 
that she kept hearing over and over again that uh, God had made my path straight. Um, then the next night I was talking to some other friends and asked them to pray for me and they didn't know anything about some of what I had been exploring as some career options. And um, they prayed for me and he, he felt um, a similar, he heard a similar thing that I wasn't to look to left and I wasn't to look to the right. And um, so that fills me with a lot of faith that um, what doors do open, it's, it's God opening them. And um, yeah, it's just been a really great time of really connecting deeply with God and praying. And um, yeah, I just feel a lot of faith for the future. Yeah, so God has worked through my life this year through Sabbathing. And beforehand, I didn't really take the commandment seriously. And because of that, I found myself getting burnt out often and not being able to have uh, as many of those meaningful conversations with uh, people I knew in the church uh, didn't know. And also people that uh, were newcomers in the church as well. Um, and now that I've responded to the work that God has done in my life this year um i've been able to sabbath more effectively and i've been able to have a lot more of those meaningful conversations uh with people in the church i know don't know and uh, newcomers as well and i've been able to just do ministry more effectively and i've been uh able to just have that joy and i feel a, a constant joy that's consistent and it just follows me wherever i go and through that, I've been able to serve people more effectively and joyfully. I've always been somebody who tended to judge people for what they believe or how they express themselves. Um, God is working in my life to just accept people the way they are, to love them where they're at, to not necessarily look at them as somebody who uh, believes differently than I do and, and to not accept that, to just, I know I can't change them and I, I shouldn't need to change them because God loves them just the way they are. And so he's continuing to work in my life to um, just love people, not to judge and just accept them where they're at and to love them where they're at. That's amazing to hear these stories. I was so encouraged getting to film these and hear from them in person, and I hope you're encouraged too. But when you listen to stories like that, you go, that was amazing. And I love how God maybe changed me this year. Maybe I'm worried about how he hasn't changed me in 2023, and I want 2024 to be a little different. And this morning, we're actually going to look at a passage in Colossians chapter 2 that speaks directly into this. So let's look at it together. Colossians chapter 2 starting at verse one. And the book of Colossians was actually a letter written by Paul and Timothy. And at the time, Paul was in prison in the city of Rome. And so he couldn't travel and visit people. He was like, you think that doing church from home is a little different. Imagine trying to do church from a different country, well and on house arrest to people that you've never even met before. But this is what Paul and Timothy write to the church in Colossae. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for the many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. 
I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan. Even Paul says God's plan is mysterious. So if you're ever confused by God's plan, you're not the only one. Which is Christ himself. God's plan is Christ himself. In him, in Christ, lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And so this mysterious plan gets revealed through getting to know Christ. I'm telling you this so no one will deceive you with well-crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you. And I rejoice that you are living as you should and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now, just as you have accepted Christ as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world, rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. And that was what we focused on last week on our Christmas Eve service, is the fullness of God in Christ in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head over every ruler and authority. You are complete through your union, through being fully with Christ. This is such an encouraging passage. But I want to pay attention because there's two kind of inputs and there's two outputs. There's two things you put in and there's two things that come out described in this. So if we jump back to verse Six. It says, And now, just as you accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow Him. Being a follower of Jesus is not just about saying, I'm in. It's about once you're in, continuing to follow. Just step, taking one step in, it's a good step, but then you miss out on so much more. So let your roots grow down into Him. So the first input is putting yourself in a place where your roots grow down into Christ and let your lives be built on him. Put yourself in a place where you can let your life be built on Christ. So those are the two inputs. Put yourself in a place that your roots can grow down and put yourself in a place that you can build your life on Christ. And then your faith and here comes the outputs. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught. And not only will your faith grow strong, the faith that you have will get stronger. Not only that, you will overflow with thankfulness. And those are encouraging things. And those are really at the core of what we do as a church community. That's why we define ourselves as followers of Jesus. The mission of our church is to follow Jesus, love people, and invite them to do the same. And practically, we have steps for you to take. So this year, you're going, I want to be changed by God. If you want to be changed by God, you need to put yourself into a place where God can do the work of helping your roots grow deep in Him. Because it's not that we grow ourselves spiritually, it's that we put ourselves in a place where God can grow us spiritually. So you can take the step of putting yourself in a place where God can grow your roots deep. And also put yourself in a place where God can shape your life and build your life upon the foundation of Christ. So practically, what are some of those steps? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad that you're excited for this. The first 
is just engage in our church community. We gather every single Sunday at 10 o'clock in the morning in person and online. And so we'd love for you to just come and connect. It's a time where you can center your life through worship, through a message, and through connecting with people face to face if you come in person on a Sunday. And so that's the starting point of starting to root your life in Christ. The second thing, the second option you can consider for rooting your life in Christ is to make a commitment to follow Jesus and get baptized as a reflection, as an outward action reflecting what's spiritually happened inside of you. Because if you're in a place in your life where you're like, I'm interested in Jesus, I like the idea of it, I like what he's doing in my life, but I haven't committed to following him, that's the first step. The first step is saying, yes, I want you to be the savior of my life. I want you to be in charge of my life. I give you my life. And then saying, hey, I want to get baptized as a reflection of that. So if you're interested in doing that, just go to our website, click get involved, get connect, and connect with us. And that connect card, just say, I want to get baptized or I want to learn more about this and we'll get back to you on that. And the third way that I'd suggest you consider growing, getting rooted in your faith is to spend time reading the Bible and praying and both speaking to God through prayer, but also listening to the voice of God, getting to know him through listening to the scripture and even listening in prayer, spending time listening to God as you pray. And that's an amazing practice. If there's one step, if you want to grow deeper and be more rooted in your faith, I would say it's spending time in the Bible and in prayer. And our lives are full of so many things. And if you get to the point of saying, hey, this is a priority, I wanna make time for this, kind of like going to the gym. If you go, you know what? This year I need to get a little healthier. This year I wanna get a little, I wanna look a little bit more like I did 10 years ago. That's what happens when I look at photos of myself from 10 years ago. I'm like, man, I need to get back to that. And you go, okay, I need to go to the gym once a week or four times a week or every day of the week, whatever that is. And I make time and I get the gear and I start doing it. It's the same thing with spending time with God, growing that friendship and that relationship with him through prayer and scripture. And we have some amazing tools that we use that I think you would find some great insights in a tool that would help you with that. If you go to our website, cedarvalley.ca, get involved, and then go down and click on resources. There's a page that walks you through some amazing ways to build your friendship and spend time as friends with Christ and growing in that. But what about building your life on Christ? If you're deeply rooted, but you're like, you know what, I need to grow. I wanna be transformed this year. I want God to change me through how I build my life and where the foundation of my life is. Now I have three other steps you can consider taking this year. The first is to start serving, to start making your life about actually taking actions of living out your faith. And there's amazing opportunities to serve through the ministries of our church that both serve our church community and serve the city around us. So if you get, go to our website, click get involved and serve, uh, we can get you going with that. And also maybe God's giving you an opportunity in a, the school you're involved in, your kids go to, maybe God's giving you an opportunity in your neighborhood. Maybe God's just saying, hey, there's that 
ministry that serves people in our community that I want you to be a part of, just step into that too. We give you tools as a church to get you started, but if, you find, if God's calling you to an opportunity that's not in our church, take it. Go for it. We want to follow God through serving. The second idea I have is to join a community group. Because when you join a community group, first off, we're friends with each other. Second, we read the Bible together. Third, we pray together. And fourth, we serve together. And when you start to do those practices with the people around you, it starts to form how you live your life a little bit. And if they get to be too good of friends with you, they start to speak into your life. And they start to go, hey, these, the way that you're, the decisions you're making in your life is you're asking us to pray for wisdom. You know what? If you want to build your life on Christ, it's going to look like that. But if you're just building your life on the foundation of our, the culture around you, it's going to look like that. And they start to actually encourage you and challenge you in how you build your life and get, help you have that rhythm of building your life on Christ. So if you want to get involved in a community group, go to our website, click Get Involved, and community groups, and that's a great place to start. The third way that I would encourage you to build your life on Christ, and this is the one that might be the most challenging, the most intimidating, but is the most fundamental part. It's the key to being a follower of Jesus. Because Jesus said, go and make disciples of all people. Telling them about who Jesus is baptizing them and encouraging them to follow Jesus themselves. It's the mission of our church, that we follow Jesus, we love people, and we invite them to follow Jesus too. So this might be the step that God has for you this year. This might be the next way that he wants to change you, is that he's put somebody in your life this year. They said, you need to share who I am with them. You need to share your faith with them. And that can start by just praying, going, God, is there somebody in my life that you want me to share Jesus with? And once that person's on your mind, you start praying for them and you just start looking for the opportunities that God gives you. And he'll be faithful, whether it's just that he wants you to pray for them every day this year, or whether it's that he opens up a conversation you didn't expect you get to have where you can actually talk about how he's working in your faith, in your life, and you say, do you want to experience that too? But he's so faithful when we're ready to share about Jesus, he's so faithful to give us that opportunity. So maybe that's the step of change. Maybe that's the step of transformation that God has for you this year. And all these things I've listed off where I'm like, hey, go to our website. If you're not a website person, feel free to just reach out to Pastor Grant or myself. It's michael at cedarvalley.ca, grant at cedarvalley.ca, or our phone numbers are on the website, or maybe you even have it already. Reach out to us, and we'd love to get you connected with these opportunities because we want this to be a year that you grow. The interesting thing, one of the things that really comes to mind for me around this is Paul is talking not to people that aren't following Jesus. He's writing to the church in Laodicea where they've chosen to follow Jesus, which is not an easy choice to make. He says, that's amazing. I'm so excited for you. But it's not just about being in or out. It's about what direction you're traveling. And there's a image that I love. It's kind of called center set, circle set. And the idea is that Christ is meant to be the center of our lives. We're supposed to be deeply rooted in him and building our lives on him. And sometimes we make it about, have you taken the step of committing to faith in Jesus? 
And are you an insider or an outsider? And it's good to be, it's good to take that step. It's a good step to take. But then we go, okay, once I'm an insider, I'm good, I'm good, I'm done, right? And Paul's saying, no, that's not what it's about. It's about continually taking more steps towards Jesus and getting closer to him. And so there's this image of circle set where we just focus on getting people inside the circle. And making that movement towards Jesus is good, but it's not about the circle. I love the center set image where it goes, Jesus is at the center. And we're far less worried about whether you're in or you're out as to whether you're moving towards Jesus. That's why as a church, we have a value of transformation. and We ask ourselves the question constantly, how has God changed me in the last year? Because if the answer is God hasn't, then we're missing out on being a follower of Jesus. We followed Jesus sometime and we stepped into faith, but we're missing out on being a follower. We're missing out on this opportunity to have a deep friendship, having our lives rooted in him and growing on the foundation of Christ. So I encourage you in your own life as you walk with those around you to be a follower, to be someone that keeps taking steps towards Jesus and choose to take one of these steps I offered today because I love the outcomes that are promised. When we look at, let's see, it's verse seven. Let your roots grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you are taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. That's interesting because your strength, your faith will grow strong. I kind of think of faith like a muscle sometimes because people are like, I have faith or I don't have faith. That's true. You have a muscle or you don't have a muscle. You have a bicep or you don't have a bicep, right? If you don't have a bicep, your life just doesn't work. Your arm just doesn't function. If you don't have faith, then your spiritual life just doesn't work. But it's also like a muscle. You can have a bicep that's this big, or you can have a bicep that just bulges out. You can have a bicep that doesn't fit in your shirt. I wish I had that, but I don't have that. But that comes through taking steps towards Jesus, building your life on him, letting him transform you. It comes through that consistency. As you build that muscle of faith, the thing about strong muscle is it gets more work done. The good things that God wants to do through you as you are rooted in him and build your life on him, your muscle of faith gets stronger. And so you're just more effective. The second is that you can get through more. When you have one of those years hit you where you're like, I don't know if my faith is strong enough for this. When you've been hitting the gym, when you've been working out your faith, when you've been taking those steps of growing in your faith, you're deeply rooted in Christ and you're building your life on Christ. Then the muscle of your faith is like, this is a tough time, but we're going to be all good. My, your faith will be strong enough. So I'm excited to see how God works in your life this year. I'm excited for New Year's 2024, where we can look back on the year and say, hey, how has God changed me this year? And we'll have amazing stories to tell as a church family. All right. Have a great Sunday. Thank you so much for joining us online. We are so glad to be able to join together this way, and we're just excited that you took some time to spend with us this morning. 
God, we are so grateful for who you are and how you work in our lives. And we just ask really boldly that you would change our lives this year. Um, God, that you would help us flex those muscles of faith, um, that you would help us dig into spiritual disciplines, and that ultimately we would see amazing, incredible ways that you've changed our lives and encourage us to grow. Um, be with all those people today celebrating the new year. And I just am grateful as we look back um, on the year as well, that we've just seen you work and we just pray and ask that you would continue to work in this year. Amen. Once again, thanks so much for joining us. Um, we would love to see you next week on site, 10 a.m. We will be meeting at Cedar Valley Church and you are all more than welcome to come. Stick around for a couple minutes, um, discuss anything you want to in the comments, answer kind of questions about what this next year may look like for you. All right, see you later.